always thanking you for tuning in Organic Matters, whether you find me at one of the radio stations or one of the podcasts, or if you wanted to skip all commercials, go to my name, lowercase Bruce, B-R-U-C-E dot Dooley, D-E-U-L-E-Y dot com, C-O-M. And it's thousands of shows there, all free, no commercials. Just look up the subject. So hope you appreciate it. Now I'm going to talk about a hidden pollution that I bet most of us, at least I, until yeah, a few months ago, was really pretty much unaware of. And it's, it's I, I hate to say this, it's devastatingly powerful. I'm a little amazed that it hasn't been a more prominent subject for people to, to uh, think about. For over two decades now, researchers have worked to solve a mystery out on the West Coast in streams. Why? Why, when it rained, were large numbers of spawning coho salmon all dying? As a part of an effort to find out, scientists placed fish in water that contained particles of new and old tires. Listen to this. The salmon died, and the researchers then began testing the hundreds of chemicals that really leach into the water from tires that we use on all of our vehicles. A 2020 paper revealed that the cause of mortality, a chemical called 6-PPD, and what else it is, that is added to tires to prevent them from cracking uh, and from degradation. When 6-PPD, which occurs in tire dust, is exposed to ground-level ozone, it's transformed into multiple other chemicals, including 6-PPD-quinone, otherwise known as 6-PPDQ. The compound is acutely toxic to four of the 11 tested fish species, unfortunately, including coho salmon. So anyway, they solved the problem, but they don't have an answer. Because in spite of the fact that they found out what it is, the chemical continues to be used in all the major tire manufacturers, and it's found on roads and in waterways all the way around the world. Though no one has studied the impact of SIG-PPDQ on humans themselves, it's also been detected in the urine of children, adults, and pregnant women in a number of countries. The pathways and significance of the contamination are, so far, basically, farly, basically unknown. And in a surprise, even to me, about 78% of the microplastics that they're now being able to sift out of our oceans are from synthetic tire rubber. That's just one estimate, and it may even be a little higher than that. So some scientists are now calling for regulatory action. Last month, the legal nonprofit group called Earth Justice, on behalf of the fishing industry, filed a notice of intent to sue tire manufacturers for violating the Endangered Species Act by using 6PPD. Incidentally, the, the backup to this is They've known, it's kind of like the tobacco industry, the tire people knew this stuff was hell on the environment, but refused to tell the public, or at least they just looked the other way. And now a coalition of Indian tribes recently called for the EPA to ban the use of this chemical, at least in the United States. Quote, we have witnessed firsthand the devastation to the salmon species we have always relied on to nourish our people. Unquote. The Payalup Tribal Council said in a statement, we have watched as this species has declined to the point of basically almost certain extinction if nothing is done to protect them and our waterways. 
in addition to the 6-PPDQ and 6-PDQ itself and the effects on fish, they now realize, they've started studying, there's about 400 chemicals in the average tire we use on our car, many of them individually to be known as known carcinogens. And the researchers only begin to show how widespread the problem from tire dust may be, and that includes harm to us and our children. While those rubber rings beneath our cars we call tires may seem benign, one advertising campaign used to feature babies cradled in tires. They are, experts say, a significant source of air, soil, and water pollution that affect humans as well as fish, wildlife, and other organisms. There's a problem because some 2 billion now, 2 billion tires are used globally each year. I'll give you a, a, a thing that's hard to comprehend. If you stack those tires on their sides, now not end to end, they would reach all the way to the moon. And that mark is expected to extend and even get bigger up to about 3.4 billion a year by the year 2030. Unbelievable. A bit of history about tires. Tires are made now just from about 20% natural rubber and about 25% synthetic rubber, which requires, incidentally, for each tire, five gallons of petroleum per tire, hundreds of other ingredients, including the steel, the fillers, the heavy metals, copper, cadmium, lead, and zinc. Made up, they make up the rest, many of them added to enhance performance improve durability, and reduce the possibility of fires. Both natural and synthetic rubber break down in the environment, but synthetic fibers last a heck of a lot longer. 78% of the ocean's microplastics are synthetic tire rubber, according to a report by the Pew Charitable Trust. These fragments are ingested by marine animals, particles are found in the gills and stomachs of the fish we eat, and can cause a range of effects from neurotoxicity to growth retardation and behavioral abnormalities, not only in the fish, but in many cases in the animals that eat the fish, including humans. As an example, the San Francisco area did a study that shows estimated annual discharge of microplastics just in the San Francisco Bay Area from stormwater washing off the roads exceeds 7 trillion particles. And half of that was suspected to be only tire particles. According to the most recent report I can find since I got interested in, this was issued by researchers at Imperial College in London. There is an emerging evidence that tire wear particles and other particulate matter contribute to a range of negative health impacts on humans, including heart, lung, developmental, reproductive, and cancer outcomes. The report showed that tires, as we know so far in studies, generate about 6 million tons of particles a year. That's globally now, which about 200,000 tons of it end up in our oceans. According to the Emission Analytics uh, car, which is somebody that studies this, in the U.S., cars in the U.S. emit, on average, five pounds of tire particles a year, while cars in Europe, where fewer miles are driving, shed about two and a half pounds. Moreover, tire emissions obviously are at an ever-increasing rate as more and more cars hit the road. Unlike tailpipe exhaust, which we've been studying for years, which has long been studied and regulated emissions from tires and brakes, 
have been very difficult to actually measure and control and have therefore sort of escaped all regulation. I, I never even thought about it. I've been kind of a, a pollution nerd for a long time. It's only in the last few years with the development of new technologies capable of actually measuring tire emissions that the alarming discovery of the huge amount that's being put out has actually become a subject receiving a heck of a lot of very late but needed scrutiny. These studies show that the masses of PM 2.5 and PM, in other words, material, uh, which are, along with ozone and ultrafine particles, the world's most primary air pollution, are from tires and brakes that far exceed the massive emissions from tailpipes we've been so worried about, at least in places that have significantly reduced those emissions, and a lot of countries, and especially a lot of cities have. A quote, Tires release 100 times the amount of volatile organic compounds that could be dangerous in, to humans and, and the environment as a modern tailpipe. So we've kind of learned to clean up our tailpipes. We didn't even, the tires weren't even on radar until recently. Think about it this way. What you've got out here, folks, is a chemical cocktail in tires that no one really understands and we've now discovered has kept highly confidential by the tire manufacturers themselves because they already knew about it. That's what makes, again, back to cigarettes. That's what makes me angry. They know about it and then they either don't tell us or by not telling us, in, in my estimation, that's lying. I struggle to think of another consumer product that is so prevalent in the whole wide world and used by virtually everyone that goes anywhere that is so little studied and that so little is known about. Now that we know about tires' contribution and how significant it is to the environment, we need to get a study going that will really give us a grip. And what is the alternative? What are we going to do? Right now, I don't know another material we can make. Tires, if what you know, uh, things you can roll down the road with that is not this full of chemistry. And as from what I can find in the studies, neither does anybody else, although there are some companies working on let me paraphrase a little of this because it gets to be a long, I mean, this article's 30 pages, folks. One of the solutions is tires made from totally different products. One that's already successful in a limited uh, number of, because uh, it's a new invention, believe it or not, is rubber made from dandelions. Now, don't, dandelions put off a form of rubber like, you know, uh, any of a number of uh, the other plants like milkweed do, that makes perfectly good rubber that is far, far less dangerous on the environment. The problem is, how do we scale up to make billions of tires a year from, in essence, biological sources? And we don't know how that should be done yet. Another interesting study done in San Francisco was really interesting. Scientists found that rain gardens in San Francisco prevented, listen to this, more than 90% of the dangerous tire pollutants from entering the streams. Now, what are rain gardens? They're gardens put all up and down along the highways in people's yards and everything that just, in essence, filter it before it goes into the stream. And these, these rain gardens may be the answer and coincidentally done properly enhance the value of your property and the looks of, of your uh, landscape. So there's a lot of study going on. We, we know at this point, or we hate to say it, but at this point, we really don't have a better answer. It's just something we've just learned to look into, although I, again, discovered the tire manufacturers have known about this for 20, they say over two decades. Before we finish, I will mention the good side. There's a company called Tire Collective. 
it's a collective in is in the UK and has developed an electrostatic plate that literally fixes to your car tires and it collects 60 or 70 percent of all the particles emitted into a little container right there on your car and stores them till they can be properly disposed of which makes it uh viable. In other words, it's in mass production, not very expensive to make. It would alter again the way as we go into electric cars, which we have to go into. Now we're still going to make 3 billion tires a year. Those cars have to roll down the street in, on something. We need to approach these things. And again, what make, makes me, aggravates me is we've known. The tire company is known, just like Philip Morris knew, and just like when they turned loose PFAs into the Mississippi River. 3M knew about it for 20 years, how dangerous it was before they, we caught them with it. Folks, we've got to stop allowing industry for the sake of money uh, to pollute our earth, especially when they know about it. Now, the largest fine ever, at least back then, don't know now, ever, ever put against a company by the government was against 3M for the PFAs that they used and dumped into the Mississippi River when they started making Teflon. And I don't use Teflon, and I would wish nobody on Earth would use Teflon, but it is being phased out anyway. I'm not, we're not the only ones that know now. So that's about it. It's a, a pollution I never know, knew about that I hope we can do something with just for the sake of my grandchildren. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.